0: But sharp and iron. This is the Kingdom Project, and I'm your host, Marcus Hall. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode. Thanks for tuning in, or downloading, or streaming, or doing it however you do it. Um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Uh, The Kingdom Project Podcast and like us and follow us. And if you're listening, especially on iTunes um, podcast app, subscribe and leave a review if you could. It would just help with search results. Um, The same with on any platform that you're listening to. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, This episode is um, another sermon. That I had the privilege uh, today, actually, um, which is uh, April fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. I had the uh, the privilege to fill in at a, a local church, Forest Baptist Church, in uh, in between two towns where I live in. And so, basically, here's here's the deal. I got asked to do it yesterday afternoon. So you'll hear me talk about that in the at the very very beginning. But uh, sometimes. Um, you know, you recycle stuff if you've not preached it somewhere else, and you've heard some of this on the podcast if you've been listening to episodes. Uh the episode called You're Dead come from the notes of the sermon that I had um gave sometime last year at my home church. So I uh I shared that message today. I recorded it and I'm sharing it um, as an episode <laughs> and some, sometimes sometimes I feel this is just me but I feel like I'm slacking or not doing my job duties if I just share um, a sermon, a pre-recorded sermon on a, um, for an episode but I'm going to do uh, a third one too for this week. So um, yeah you' you'll hear if you've heard the episode you're dead, you're gonna hear additional details. And um, other scriptures, you'll just hear me how I would uh, speak um, in public as far as uh, delivering a message like this. And uh, so it's it's basically based on um, the new covenant, the uh, grace, and it it does debunk some things like dying daily and carrying your cross, um, the cross, uh, your whole life and things like that. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Less than a 24-hour notice, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Sometimes you got to scramble to get a message. <laughs> That's okay. Not everything is divine revelation just coming down from, from the portals of heaven here. So what, what, what do I do? Do you guys pay attention sometimes to the words when you're singing your, your, your hymns? There's something to be said. There's a lot of people in my, my age that don't like the hymns you know um yeah really <laughs> it's true they don't we're 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 singing the whatever's popular on contemporary radio um but it they're good there's a lot of good ones there's some bad ones but there's bad songs all in general right but they're good we pay we we get into the habit of just singing sometimes though but you know what have i to dread what have i to fear that That's good, right? That's Scripture. You, you have no longer a spirit of fear. You've been freed from that, right? There was another one i when I opened. I, I can't find it now probably, but it was called Free From The Law. I was like, that's from... <laughs> because we're free. We're free from the law, right? So I want to talk about that. And I want to have a lot of Scripture. And uh, I want to try to get you guys to go from ideal to uh, reality, Um, which maybe some of you are already there. That's fine. That's cool. But then we can just reestablish it again. Because when I really started studying more about the new covenant that we have that we've celebrated just recently with Easter, right? It was the crucifixion and the resurrection. That's what our faith is. That's central to what we believe in Jesus and what he has done. Uh, when I started studying that even more, studying the grace and all that, I felt like I was born again, again, <laughs> in that in that truth. It's so good. Um, so, I, I want to talk about how we are dead. <laughs> we are dead. We're told to die, right? Die to ourselves. Um, how many here, say, are used to got to die, got to die, got to die. die, die daily, right? Yes. Anybody? Huh? Die daily. I'm going to show you because this is what, this is what I do. This is my, my niche, if you will. I, I try to debunk and misinterpretations or misunderstandings of Scripture and put it back into its context in which it was written. So we're going to get to that part on I Die Daily. Um, so let's look in Matthew chapter 16. We're going to skip around a lot, but you can catch up. Hopefully you can keep up. I think you can. I have a new Bible, so it may take me a while to find everything. (laughs) You get things memorized and where they're at, but then they move them around because this one's all different. So we're going to read here just a little part what's going on in Matthew 16 is uh Jesus's work, his passion and the resurrection that's going to be taking place. Well, this is what happens right before his transfiguration where his glory is actually re- revealed. Um, so he's not just a man, he is God in flesh and uh, um, he he keeps saying these things to the disciples. He keeps trying to make his point that I got to go and die and they're like, "No, they don't understand it." And Uh, Peter's like, no, no, no. And he says, get behind me, Satan. And then he says in verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So the the cross is a... uh, in first century context, Roman Empire, worst way to die is shameful. Even if your friend or your family member is crucified on the cross, you probably aren't even going to talk about it because that's how that's how bad it was. And um, it, it is a, it, it is a symbol of suffering for us, but it's also a symbol of freedom for us. And um, we have this self-denial and really what I, I, the way I've grown up is deny yourself all the time. We're always in this mode of deny ourselves, right? We will be tempted. Don't get me wrong. We have temptations in life that through Christ, because we're placed in him, we can have the strength to say no and turn away from those temptations. But if you've already denied yourself, all right, you've come to repentant faith and accepted what Jesus has offered, which is new life, right? Because we all know we're born of Adam, born in the sin, right? Okay. That's why um, when you come to Christ in repentance, you're born again, right? Jesus said, born again, born from above. 2 Corinthians 5, let's go there. If I can find it, I got this big old new Bible. (laughs) This Orthodox thing. Hmm. All right. Uh, At 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Mm-hmm. Amen. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's what we are to be doing by preaching the gospel or by living our life in a God centered, a Jesus centered perspective. That we don't have just, uh, "Hey, how's your spiritual life going?" It's how's your life going. You're in Christ. You're a Christian. You've been made new. You've been born from above, you're a new creation, right? The old has passed away. I grew up with the uh, the old man stuff. The old man, you know, the flesh, right? I don't know what y'all I grew up in the Nazarene Church. So, I don't know how different in Baptist. Everybody's got their terms, their phrases, right? So, what do y'all use for the old the old nature? <laughs> The old nature, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes you talk, you say these phrases, people don't know what you're talking about, you know. Especially like I'm in like sort of you know charismatic camp, and it's like they're always like saying stuff. I'm like, what's that mean? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> uh, so here's my point. We're going to look at more, but here's my point. When when you deny yourself. You take up your cross, right, and you follow Jesus. He said, follow him, right. right? So where do you follow him? Where do you take your cross to? Where did he lead? Hmm? lead? 2,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took his cross and he carried it to Golgotha. It was outside the city, right? That's where he was crucified. So, 2000 years ago, just imagine the when you come to your conviction of sin, when you've heard Christ crucified and resurrected for you, when you repent, 2000 years ago in Christ because that's the majority of what Paul speaks about a lot, being in Christ. Um, It's called Pauline Theology. It's it's really thick in the book of Romans. And he's saying you were literally in Christ when Jesus was crucified. But you weren't left in the tomb either because Jesus resurrected. So you've been raised to new life because you're in Jesus. Um, Let me find a couple... I was going to mark these and then I didn't because I was busy playing video games with my son this morning. (laughs) Yes, pastors, pastors don't spend all morning sometimes fasting and praying for their sermons. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Galatians. Told you, there's a lot of a lot of hopscotch here going on here in Bible verses. So, if you're taking notes, though, it'd be good to, to write them down and look them up later. We're gonna go Galatians two. <clears throat> this is the apostles in Jerusalem, and on, it's on their doctrine. But um, he's also talking a bunch of a bunch of stuff, though, right? At nineteen. It says, for I through the law died to the law that I might live in uh, in God, live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, right? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, we've been crucified with Christ, All right? You're dead. You're dead. You've denied yourself. You've died. You're dead. Galatians 5, 24. Let's just start at 22, though, because he starts with the fruit of the Spirit, right? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. Self-control, right? Against such there is no law and those who are Christ have have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Walking in the Spirit is life in the Spirit. He's not talking about just the body here, flesh. We know that, right? The sinfulness is what he's referring to the general term for sinful actions, evil actions, uh, the depraved, uh, people being depraved um, by being born from Adam, the earthly mind, uh, things that are under one's control, right? The flesh is crucified with Christ and it's not human nature that is that is mortified. It's, it's the sin, okay? So... You deny yourself, you take your cross, you follow Jesus, you're crucified with Him, you die. Whoosh. Because in the New Covenant, in Hebrews, it says that they're quoting from Isaiah, where it would say, I would make a house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their, be their God. They, uh, they shall be my people. And that's in Isaiah and it's in Ezekiel. And he talks about receiving a new heart. And it would, a new heart would come with the spirit that he would put with inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And he would remove the heart of stone, the hardened hearts. Um, that stone would be removed from our flesh, from our sin nature. And then we would be given a heart of flesh, a circumcision of the heart. So we have received a new heart, too. We've, our spirit has been made alive and awakened. We're placed in Christ. He's in us. So we are now alive. And we have this new heart. So when we become this new creation, some translations even say a new creature, which I sort of, <laughs> I like that. Um, but it's the old man, the sin nature, the flesh, right? It passes away we receive a new heart and it's circumcised i me a new heart yeah yes and i'm getting to that actually <laughs> i'm getting to that so this uh, this happens once one time right jesus set himself aside for this mission right once it's been done once He took up the cross once. He died once. He rose once. And then he was ascended to be with the Father to sit at the right hand, right? Until all enemies are put under his feet as a footstool, right? That's the most quoted Old Testament uh, scripture in the New Testament. I think it's God's favorite scripture because it's used so much. (laughs) It's all once, one time. So just as we have... Right? It's the same at our salvation. It's happened. You've denied yourself. You've carried the cross. You've been crucified. You've been raised new. And you have been seated in heavenly places. Right? Ideally, on paper, that sounds good. But can we get it in right up here to click? Like, it's reality. Do you believe that this is the Word of God, right? It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's an infallible Word, right? It's saying truths to us over and over again. From the Old to the New Testament, it says from glory to glory. What was that? From the Old to the New. This is... Most of the epistles are written by Paul... He's received this divine revelation of being an apostle for Jesus Christ. And he was like, here's what I say. He even goes as far to say, if I come back to you later and change the story, don't believe me. (laughs) If an angel comes to you and says different, don't believe them. They will be accursed. So this, this is Holy Spirit's. This is the word of God. It's truth. He's saying that you have actually spiritually died. Right? Or your flesh, nature. That nature has been crucified. It's a one deal thing. You're dead. You're now alive in Christ. There's no... Now here's the David part. You've received a new heart. Right? We're in this new covenant. David didn't have... The covenant of grace that we're in—we're on the other side of the cross. It was pre-cross, huh? Yeah, free from the law. So when when David prayed, created me a clean heart. We don't have to pray that. We're free from that. Um, New covenant believers don't have to pray any prayers of David. That's good. <laughs> We don't have to pray that because you don't have a heart problem. I hear that a lot. Got a heart problem, but we use we use words just in different ways all the time. I understand that. But if you're always saying something about the heart and my heart needs to change, my I need more of this. My heart, I need that. Like, no, you don't, because the word says otherwise. You have a heart that's been made new. It's circumcised. It's got the the, the law written on it. So. God didn't leave you in the tomb either because you raised with Christ, right? So it's no longer you that live. It's Christ in you that lives. You abide in Christ. He abides in you. And you, you are reconciled. You are qualified. <laughs> there's nothing that, you know, um, I don't know how many... There's so many... Ser- I listen to sermons all the time. Um... I listen to a lot of just podcasts, I listen to a lot of stuff on, on, online, and I hear a lot of like, a lot of people preaching from the Old Testament, which is not bad, but they don't see the types and shadows that the Old Testament is painting for Jesus, right? Because Jesus shows up, he's the anti-type, he fulfills all these things, he's reenacting in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament's not bad. We should learn from it. But we should be able to recognize that every story whispers Jesus. Right? We have a, a child's Bible uh, for Ezra, which I was really picky on going through all the different types of Bibles. I wanted to find one that was really good. That And I found one. It says, it's like the Jesus storybook. Every story whispers his name. And it shows how Jesus is in every story. and Which is true. And so I hear people being relevant today, trying to be seeker-friendly, which, you know, that's their that's their thing. That's what's going on. That's okay. But they'll take David and Goliath. I don't know. How many of you heard? Who Do you have a Goliath in your life? Do you need to slay your giant? You know, pick up your stone. Stone of praise. <laughs> stone of... Like, you're not David. I'm not picking on David. <laughs> David was a... David had something special going on because amidst all the things in that, in that era, right, with the law and everything, here's a man that sees God differently than everybody else, right? We, we know that. So I'm not picking, but David is a type of Jesus. Goliath is a type of the devil. And David kills, kills him, defeats him, hacks his head off, and carries the head 20 miles into the city to say, hey... Don't have to worry anymore, right? You're if you have a giant in your life, it's defeated because Jesus has won the victory. You're not David, you don't have to, to strive to win or battle against this thing because you're placed in Christ and your strength comes from Him. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. So it doesn't matter if you got a giant in your life or not, like, don't worry about it. just just trample it because you were made to trample on it in the name of Jesus, right? Like, you, you fight from his victory. You fight from what he's already won. He overcame death. He has defeated the devil. It's a done deal. Is the world still bad? Yeah. Welcome to planet Earth. It's the way it is. There's pockets of light Everywhere, Like in here right now. The kingdom of God is within, is within us. This is a place of light. But there's little pockets of darkness too. And that's the way it is. Alright? So. <laughs> but you've been reconciled. And part of that, the whole world has been reconciled. Because God was in Jesus on the cross. And, and it says that he was reconciling the world to himself. So the world is reconciled. And that's why we've been given this ministry of reconciliation to let the world know that he's not this big, angry, mean God. He only looked that way. He was portrayed that way in the Old Testament because of the law where the Israelites demanded that type of relationship. And put a veil between them and God. But that veil has been ripped in two now. Because Jesus came to reveal what the Father is really like. Which is love. Which is grace. Which is mercy. So we are not forsaken. If we're saved, we've been born new, right? We're a new creation. You're not forsaken. You'll never be forsaken. You'll never be forgotten. God didn't forsake Christ either on the cross even though he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was quoting the beginning of Psalm 22 there. And the, the the way of thought back then in the first century was all you had to do was quote the first line of Scripture. And everybody would automatically know what you're talking about. So he's fulfilling Psalm 22, which was a messianic prophecy of that happening. So he didn't forsake him on the cross because he was... Inside of them too, because in Colossians it even says the, the, the Trinity, the Godhead, the fullness was, is dwelled in Jesus. So you don't have a heart problem. You're new, you're holy, and you're righteous. Why? Because God looks at us through the lens of Jesus. He's cleansed us. Everything that Jesus has done it's accredited to us. So there's no condemnation if you're in Christ. That means there's no judgment. Uh, God gave that to Jesus, so we're good. <laughs> right? Now, will we sin? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that just is, you're, you just repent, and you keep going. There's no condemnation, so there's no, there's no beating up of yourself. That, that comes from the leftovers in the mind. Yeah. Right? That comes from the way of your old life of shame and guilt and regret. No, now we're supposed to uh, boldly approach the throne of grace, which means we don't have to run and hide like Adam did in the garden because you were afraid. We can just approach the Father by saying, I messed up, I sinned, this is the deal, this is what I did, I repent. It's forgiven already, but we should go through that motion of that repentance to get that thing taken care of and get another part of our mind renewed, right? A renewal of the mind, transformation. So you could go on. Here's the big shocker part. You could go and say that you're un- unpunishable. You don't hear that a lot from pulpits. <laughs> no? <laughs> hmm? What? hear? <laughs> If you're in Christ, you're forgiven. Past, present, future. Like, yes, you live in a life that walks in, in intimacy, like a relationship with the Lord, right? By knowing and growing in the word. But there's no condemnation. It means you're not, there's no judgment. Like, you get to walk in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when we pass here, I'm in heaven. Like, it's all good. Like, that's what the Bible says. So, it's a mind problem. The problem here is between our eyes. Bad thoughts, anxiety, negativity, all those things. Those aren't bad, but they can consume you to a bad spot in life. They could even lead you to sin by doubting or, you know, I'm not saying like doubting God, but starting to shadow and cloud who you are placed in Christ. These things I've already addressed, right? That's when you have to make that transition of like, that stuff is dead. Like, those are the leftovers. Those are the messed up stuff that I came out of that I've been resurrected from. Do you have problems? Don't misunderstand me. Don't mishear me or whatever like you have i i deal with anxiety (laughs) but i don't want to deal with anxiety to the point to where it's got me like in the bed totally locked away from the world like i don't want to get to that point so my strength comes from jesus and the holy spirit empowers me so i can pray these things and cast all my anxieties into the lord so he can minister to me and start to release me from those things because I, like the last song, I lean into the everlasting arms of Jesus because that's what he's doing. I mean, think about the picture. Think of it. Moses and the battles going on and his arms are tired. And people have to hold his arms up, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Moses was a type of a Messiah. And here he is. His arms are like this. Position of the cross, right? Jesus, on the cross. Everlasting arms. Lean into Him. Why? Because they want to hug you. (laughs) They want to hold you. They want to comfort you. They want to say, You're good. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, the old ways are the dead ways. And if you're led by the Spirit, you're not being led by anything else. Because you're walking in life of the Spirit that's been given to you that's new. So, the Die Daily thing that I mentioned earlier that comes from Paul. If you were to look that up and you read it. um, Well, where's that at? 1 Corinthians, right? Let me find it in my big old Bible. 1 Corinthians 15 thirty one he's he's defending the resurrection he's saying if Christ has not been resurrected like we we are the most pitiful of all men is what he's saying we are to be pitied among everybody else because everything counts on the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, so he's making his case for that and then he says uh He says, I affirm by the boasting, this is 31, I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men, I have fought with the beast at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? He died daily because he was being persecuted for what he was preaching. He's using this as a way of saying, I get beat up, I get struck, I'm getting Chased out of town, I'm defending the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you don't have to die spiritually or to your flesh daily because you're not fighting off the wild beast at Ephesus. (laughs) We're not in a third world country that's hiding out having church secretly. (laughs) He's defending his apostleship from Jesus Christ. That's what he means. So, uh, you don't have to do that. Um, we don't have to die daily because we've, only, we've already died once to ourselves. That's my point. <laughs> we are to grow and to mature in the Spirit and by Jesus because we also know that the Scriptures say "For uh, if faith comes from hearing, right? Hearing what? And the, word the, the Word. God's Word. And what's the Word? Huh? It is. Who is the Word? Jesus. John, in the beginning, was the Word. (laughs) The Word was with God. The Word became flesh. Because some could argue that not all of God's Word can actually inspire you, because there's some pretty gnarly things in there. But there are meanings and messages and types and shadows, like I said. So it is important to read those things and understand what's going on. Uh, But it can be easy to bring the law back in too. um, If you don't know how to rightly divide the word from law and gospel. So faith comes from hearing Jesus. But like I said, every story can whisper Jesus. (laughs) So basically... Yes, I am glad we're free from all that old law stuff. Thank you, Jesus, right? One law now, love each other as I have loved you. And we can still put that in present tense as he loves us. (laughs) We are to love one another as Jesus loves. That's it. Why? Because under that, everything else, like, you don't have to throw out the Ten Commandments or anything like that because you're going to obey those if you're under the law of love. If you're under the gospel of Christ crucified and resurrected for us, because we are placed in him, we are in Christ, he is in us, and we are to give that reconciliation to everyone that we come across, no matter how we do it. Oh, and if you don't, don't feel pressured or burdened by that, because that's another thing that... Jesus' yoke is light and it's not burdensome. Why? Because the yoke back then was the yoke of the law plus all the extra things that the Pharisees were throwing on there. It burdened you. It weighted you down and you couldn't do anything and they were doing that to look good because they were the only ones that could walk around and say, I'm righteous. Yeah. Yeah. And we call them religious people but they weren't. They were heretics. They were complete heretics. They weren't good. They weren't righteous. So Jesus says, if you can just, like, surpass their righteousness, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. So <laughs> don't be a heretic. <laughs> right? And that's it. Is that, do you guys get it? You guys get it? I know you do. <laughs> So we want to go from that's good on paper from the Word to I want to place myself in this. This is the way to live. I am in Christ, right? He is in me. You're holy people. You're sanctified. You're holy. You're righteous. You're all those things. Do we have to still do stuff? Yeah, we grow in the Word, understand it, pray, all that stuff, but You are good. I don't have to, we don't have to be beating each other up all the time. It's okay to love one another with grace and mercy and point something out to be, that corrects a brother or a sister and restores them back to 100% faith in Jesus. Is there any questions, any comments, any disagreements? I welcome them. I mean, all of them. I I, I do. I always ask anything at all. Because, Believe me, some people have disagreements sometimes. <laughs> but I allow that to take place because I like to talk it out and to figure it out before someone walk, just leaves and walk out the door and go, man, that guy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? No, we, we, need to, we need to converse it, though. We need to come because disagreements are allowed. That's fine, you know, but um, when it's, you know, some of the extra things when it comes into... To uh, people's doctrine or belief or whatever that, you know yeah but the core stuff you know we need to have a, a proper understanding of that but it's, it's always good to allow question and response time I think so none you all good well thank you for uh, allowing me to come and speak to you today I hope it encouraged you I hope it edified you and built you up I hope it's not too much over your head like I said just study that stuff out Read it, let it click, you know. I wish sometimes, you know, there was some sort of an exact formula to lay out for people, but there's not. It's just Jesus, right? It's Jesus. He's the formula, but it's no A plus B equals whatever. It's Jesus, right? And there's a there's a guy I like. It says, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's all you need. It's Jesus. Jesus is the center. He's the middle of it all. Just your job is, you guys are saved, right? I think everyone here is good. Okay, cool. Thank you, you, Jesus. So your job is to stay in Christ. Yeah, you're placed in him. Stay in him. That's all you got to do, right? All right, awesome. Alright there you go Thanks for uh, listening to another episode If you have any questions, comments, disagreements, concerns I welcome them all Just like I said in the sermon Send me an email at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com And until next time Be a mustard seed Be leaven Thanks for listening